Hey, Better Money listeners. We wanted to let you know that reference to or information about any specific product or service by name, trade name, trademark, or service mark in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement of that product or service. And now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to Better Money with Elements Financial. I'm your host, Miranda Finley. I'm a certified financial wellness professional who's worked with thousands of people in all walks of life, and I'm also a real person with real financial experiences. I'll chat from both personal and professional viewpoints to help make your money better. Over the last couple of years, we eliminated much of our travel and commuting due to COVID and hybrid workforces becoming more common. But we've seen a serious uptick with both leisure travel and return to office. On top of that, due to inflation, we're seeing drastically higher numbers at the pump and accommodation costs and airline tickets. Many people may choose to travel at a large expense because of previous deprivation. Today, we're going to talk about some ways you can incorporate cost savings into both your everyday and leisure travel plans. We'll be featuring a conversation with our partners at Republic Airways to dive into the contributing factors of inflation with airline travel. Today, I'm joined by Abby Askew. Hello. Hey, Abby. And a member of the Elements Marketing Powerhouse team, Carmen Johnson. Hey, Carmen. Hi, Miranda. Thanks for being here. So I know you're pretty passionate about travel. Can you tell us more? Yeah. So I am a self-proclaimed travel guru. Um, And my journey really began during the pandemic. So like most people, being stuck working and living at home really gave me an itch to travel. So over a year ago, I bought a van and began renovating that and road tripping across the United States. Uh, So throughout the past 10 months, I've been through 28 states at this point, which is amazing. Yeah, it's been a lot, but it's been a lot of fun. So uh, most of my travel experiences have been solo uh, with my German Shepherd in the passenger seat. Um, so I haven't had anybody to share the expenses with, and I really had to overcompensate with a lot of free activities and free accommodations, such as camping. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk more about that today. I'm so excited to hear from you. We're going to get more of your tips um, about solo travel and road tripping in just a minute. We wanted to dive into necessary travel and everyday travel first, because with those um, increasing fuel costs, we're all kind of feeling it with the necessary travel we have. So with commuting, errands, running our kids back and forth. Um, So we wanted to talk about some ways that you can curb those costs or plan a little bit better when we are um, taking part in that necessary travel. So Uh, With that rise in fuel costs, planning trips accordingly and making sure that we're running our errands in a way that makes sense um, going to and from maybe having one day that we run all of our errands or if we already know that we have to be somewhere and there's something that we can do close to that. So if we're running to the post office, you know, checking out a post office close to where we're going to be may make more sense right now. Um, I have quite a commute to work. And so if and when you're able to work from home, um, if your company allows, that's been really helpful for me to cut down on my fuel costs or finding somebody to carpool with. So whether it is personal or corporate travel that I have, making sure that I'm having friends join me and carpooling together, or um, if, if my coworkers and I are traveling to the same place, making sure that we ride together when we're able to. And Carmen, I know that you have quite a commute as well, don't you? Yeah, I have about an hour and a half commute to the city. Um, and I live in the middle of nowhere in a very small town with one stoplight and a dollar store. So I often have to think about this just running errands as well, because it takes about 20 minutes to get into town. 
Uh, so whenever I do get into town, definitely have to hit all of the errands at once and be very strategic about that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know with commuting, you have a couple of resources that you've, you've used both for your van uh, travels and for um, traveling back and forth to work. So what do you use to help you? Yeah, definitely with the cost of gas prices right now, I've had to uh, watch prices a lot more. So, you know, previously I would just go to whatever gas station was closest to my house or whichever ones I was comfortable with. Uh, but I've been recently using Gas Buddy, which is um, an app that you can get on your phone that will show you all of the gas prices of the stations nearby. So you can kind of compare and see what deals um, make most sense along your route, which is really nice. Um, and I've also learned that buying gas earlier in the week versus on a weekend is uh, really helpful as well. Typically, gas prices on Monday are cheaper for whatever reason. So I've been strategic about filling up my yeah. tank on those days. Well, I know everybody's going to be like dying to get around on the weekend. So it makes sense yeah. that they would increase it. I'm definitely going to look at downloading Gas Buddy because I drive a diesel. And sometimes when I'm in areas that I'm not as familiar with, finding a gas station that A, has decent prices, but B, also sells diesel can be a little intimidating. So I'm definitely going to look that up. Um, Abby, I know that you use rewards and loyalty programs and that we're going to have Abby chat later about all of the ways she uses loyalty programs. But when it comes to gas specifically, what do you do to help you there? Yeah. So I'm one of those people that's like, if I'm going to be spending money anyway, I might as well like have that money work a little bit for me. So um, different rewards and loyalty programs, like a lot of grocery stores have, um, you know, you spend so much at the grocery store, you get points off at their pump. Um, and that's been super helpful. So in, you know, in the central Indiana area, that's usually Kroger. Um, we've also started having a lot more giant Eagle grocery stores popping up um, and their gas stations are called GetGo. And if you sign up for their program, you get a good amount of cents off per gallon. And it's different than Costco. That's like, you know, the 10 cents per gallon that you see. It's it's a lot more than that. So it makes it very helpful to like save on gas, especially for those of us who drive SUVs. Right. We have bigger gas tanks and it takes a lot more gas to get where we're going. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that also there is a cash discount at most gas stations as well, too. So you can save by paying in cash. And then we love that at Elements because it eliminates any chance of fraud at the point of sale pump. Uh, something else that we need to be thinking about. So if our fuel costs are going up um, because of our necessary travel, then likely our maintenance costs have gone up, too. So if we weren't traveling, we weren't moving around as much in the last couple of years. And now we are then we might need to increase our budget line items. So making sure that we are um, we're accounting for the amount we need in our, our gas line item for our budget and then also for maintenance um, for our vehicle. And actually maintaining our car can have it run more optimally so that we need less fuel. So that can be really helpful as well. Uh, I want to dive into leisure travel now. So um, Carmen, you said that you have a lot going on. So you have van trips, you solo travel. So I want to hear more about all of that um, and how you find ways for it to be cost effective, even though you're not sharing the cost with a group necessarily. Right. Yeah. So my dog uh, currently does not have a job to help me split the cost, which is very <laughs> unfortunate. Bum. I know. So yeah, I do have to pay for everything for both of us. Uh, so I often look for free activities once I get to my destination. That's a really big thing. Uh, I love to hike and go to national parks and talk with locals and watch people uh, from a park bench. So I'm kind of lame when it comes to the activities that I do, but that's what brings me joy. But I know that's not for everyone. 
So if you are into doing touristy things, I highly recommend um, researching online what some cheap things to do in that area are or utilizing Groupon um, to find some group activities and whatnot. There are tons of resources online and usually the the tourism um, board of where you're at is going to have festivals and free concerts and all of that listed. So if sitting on a park bench is not for you, um, check out some additional resources for, for where you are. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier, I'm an outdoorsy gal. So I like to camp whenever I'm traveling. Um, and it's actually really easy to find free camping spots uh, way easier than you would think. So there's apps such as The Dirt, Free Roam, and iOverlander. And I look on those to see what free or fairly cheap camping spots may be nearby depending on where I'm at. But if camping doesn't feel like vacation to you, I would recommend staying in a hostel or finding an Airbnb or VRBO that could be split amongst multiple people. Uh, This way, it is much better for your wallet than a hotel, and it's usually more fun and a more unique experience. Absolutely. And I know that you have a pretty particular way of making sure that you have enough money set aside for the trips that you do want to take. So how do you handle that? So at Elements, we actually have the opportunity to open up an extra savings account uh, for free. So I definitely utilize that. I have my checking account, my regular savings account, and then a travel savings account that's separate. And I start putting money into this uh, specific account months before my trips um, or just over time as I'm getting paid, I'll set aside a certain amount that I might not need for the rest of my budget items. And that way I have a bucket specific for travel and I can see how much money I may have for an upcoming trip and kind of plan around that budget that I have uh, rather than trying to split up my checking account into multiple categories or however you may do that. Uh, This is really helpful because I have a visual to see specifically how much money there is to go on a trip or to decide not to go on a trip at that time. Yeah. And I love and I want to point out something that you said. So even if you don't particularly have something planned, you have money set aside each month out of every paycheck because you know that travel is a priority to you. So you know that at some point you're going to want to take a trip, whether it's to get out of here, you have a, a, a week without a ton of meetings and you want to take off in your van, you know, like whatever it may be, you have money set aside even sometimes without um, designation um, for the trip that you're going to take so that you can start building a budget. So I love that you're making that a priority year round and not just when you have a specific trip planned. So now that we understand a little bit more about how you plan to have money for these types of trips, what are some other tips you have um, for people that want to make travel a priority? Definitely planning ahead. So there are many reasons why it's important to plan your trip out in advance, especially if you're road tripping. Uh, One of my biggest things is planning ahead so that you can avoid toll roads. Uh, Last year, I was traveling on the East Coast and I just went straight through all the toll roads. I was like, this is not going to be any big deal. I'll get a $20 fine whenever I get home that I can pay online. But at the end of my trip, once I got home, I started to get one bill here and one bill there. And it ended up being $350 total for a one week trip. So if I would have planned that out in advance and known the route to take instead of just winging it, I could have saved myself a lot of money there specifically. Yeah. I mean, tolls can be really stressful. We don't have many toll roads here in the Midwest and central Indiana. And so I can absolutely understand. What else do you do to to help plan your routes? 
Yeah, so it's definitely something we don't think about. So just want to emphasize the toll road thing for <laughs> sure. Uh, but we also mentioned Gas Buddy earlier. So another benefit of planning ahead and knowing your route in advance is that you can estimate the prices of your gas along your route. So you can find what gas stations you might want to stop at along the way that'll be the most affordable and then uh, estimate from that how much your gas is going to cost altogether. So you can get really specific doing it that way. Then if you are flying, uh, it's also really important to plan ahead because then you can have more time to research what days are best to fly out and uh, what your cost will be there. So if you're planning last minute, then you're stuck to two or three days to buy mm -hmm. tickets to leave and return. But if you're planning ahead, then you might be able to be more flexible with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that Abby has a ton of tips about that. So we're going to transition over to Abby um, to talk a little bit more about air travel group and family trips. So one thing that we wanted to touch on specifically, so with inflation, we're seeing obviously gas costs increase, airline ticket increase, but something I wasn't expecting was how much more expensive rental cars are. What are some options, Abby, that you would recommend people look at if they're traveling and maybe in need of a rental car? Yeah. So we know when the pandemic happened that a lot of the rental car companies sold off their fleet of cars. And then with the combination of the auto part shortage, it's really made it hard to replace that fleet. So you can still rent a car in certain places, but I will tell you, we have used multiple other options when it comes to car rentals. So you have your rideshare options like Uber and Lyft when you're in cities and that's like, oh, available to you. Sometimes they do, you know, surge price for different times of the day. So be considerate of that. Um, there's an alternative renting option like Turo and that's T-U-R-O. And it's like Airbnb for your car. So it's people renting out their cars. Um, a lot of people have them as investment options to make money but it's them renting out their car to you. So it's a lot more flexible. You can pick it up you know, from the airport, from your hotel. You work with the owner of the car to figure out what's gonna be the best for you. So that's a great option. My husband and I have used that in multiple cities while traveling. Um, and it's cars from you know, like small compact cars all the way up to large SUVs. So you have all the options there as well, like a rental company. There's a lot of different like walkable and bikeable things that you can do in the different cities that you go to that can help cut some of your um, transportation costs. Um, so it definitely, you know, do your research and figure out what's available to you in that city, because there might also be like metros and public transportation and subways and, and different trains and things like that. Like Miranda, I know you have some pretty good experience taking trains in big cities, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had an experience last summer where we were traveling to Boston um, for a family event that was happening. My brother-in-law was getting deployed. And so we were visiting for that event. And when I looked at traveling from Boston to my sister's house in New Hampshire, it was going to be like $1,500 for, you know, the smallest compact vehicle that you could rent, which was just not any type of price I wanted to pay for, you know, a very short term car rental. So in looking up alternative transportation, I remembered that the Northeast um, has train systems. So we were able to take an Amtrak from, you know, the center of Boston, uh, about 15 minutes away from my sister's house. And that round trip cost us maybe $30 a piece. So a lot more cost effective. So in addition to what we were talking about with tolls and, you know, with this instance, 
when you're traveling to a place that you're not as familiar with, they may have different options available to you or may have different costs than what you're used to. So um, make sure that you're doing a pretty thorough um, job of researching the area that you're going to be in to find all of the options available to you. Now, moving on from transportation, I know that you are the queen of group travel trips, and I, I know that you have scheduled several group trips. So what do you do to um, share the costs and make those more affordable for the people traveling? Yeah. I mean, an Airbnb is really an awesome solution. Airbnbs and BRBOs um, are great for people who are traveling in groups because not only do you not like only have separate hotel rooms in an Airbnb, you're all together. You also have the opportunity to have like a kitchen, which is great because you can go grocery shopping and you could like make breakfast at your Airbnb instead of having to go out to breakfast every time. And so that really helps cut down on the costs of things like paying for eggs, which is like the cheapest breakfast meal option out there. So so group travel when renting homes is definitely a much more cost efficient budget kind of savvy way. Um, to make sure that you are keeping your costs on track. Um, it also allows you to have some more quality time with your friends and instead of just, you know, all being in separate hotel rooms. Um, and you might enjoy just like having, you know, like a girl's night in and playing games and hanging out in that Airbnb that you've rented. So Which is also very cost effective. Very cost effective. Yes. So what are some general tips that you have, Abby, when it comes to traveling? Like I mentioned earlier, I know you use a lot of loyalty and rewards programs. So can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I think anytime you're going to be traveling on an airplane or staying in a hotel, join their loyalty program. It definitely will help you build up those points, which is great when it comes to like further trips into the future. Um, I personally love traveling at Hilton hotels. And so I have like a Hilton credit card and every time I use it, it gets me points towards those, that hotel chain. Um, so it allows us to like travel lots of places for very cheaply. My husband and I went to Thailand for our honeymoon and the whole two weeks we were there, I think we spent maybe like a thousand dollars for those whole two weeks because we had so many points saved up for flight travel and hotel travel. And like this was our honeymoon. So we kind of went all out. Right. Um, and so we didn't even have to pay for the villa that we got on the beach because we had so many points saved up. So that was super cool. So I always tell people to join those loyalty programs. You never know when you're going to be back and have to use them. Even the baseline of those loyalty programs usually include things like extra water bottles when yes. you check in, earlier upgraded late check room. in, upgraded rooms. Yeah. So even if you don't use them as frequently as maybe Abby does, mm -hmm. um, there can be um, benefit for you joining those for free. I know that you also use specific credit cards that help you accrue points and then you can use them for travel. Yeah. So there's a ton of different credit card options out there. Um, Nerdwallet.com is a really great resource to compare and look to see like what it is that you want out of a travel card. Um, if you're traveling internationally, you're a big like overseas traveler. Make sure you're getting a card that has no international transaction fees because those can add up. It's per transaction. So every time you swipe your card, you're getting charged like one to 2% of that cost. No, thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to get home. Like you said, you get home and you get these bills and you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent way more money than I thought I did. Like, that's not fun. No one wants to do that. So look for a, a no foreign transaction fee card. Um, also check your credit cards to see if they can get you like discounts at places um, or uh, they have like, you know, car insurance, car rental insurance built into the credit card. Because that's really helpful, too, because then if you do have to rent a car, you're not paying the extra insurance fee. So I'm a big credit card travel rewards person. So, yeah, there's also some added benefits there that if you book like your airline ticket with uh, with your credit card, then 
you have backup insurance that if they lose your luggage, you get money back. So there are going to be a lot of things like there that like visa concierge can help you with yeah. if you have a visa card. I know also that there are several different ways that you can book trips. So I wanted to talk to you about um, where you're looking for flights, where you're looking to book trips, whether you do all of your own research or whether you kind of uh, choose a plug and play option. Yeah. So um, I'm fortunately most of the time being able to be really flexible when it comes to booking trips. So um, I always check out places like like the big box places like Costco and Sam's even look into like AAA travel package options, because the more times that you bundle, you know, your flights and your hotels and your car rental packages together, it's going to help you save money. Kind of like when you bundle your homeowners and car owners insurance, like it saves you money. Mm -hmm. Um, So always look at those bundle options. And then I am a big Google flights person. And so this is where the flexibility comes in. You can put in your where you're traveling from, your destination, and then it pulls up a calendar of different of all the dates. And you can see how much it costs. Like you were saying, if you fly on like a Tuesday instead of a Saturday, it's going to save you some more money. I'm a big Google, like I said, big Google flights person because it allows me to do that. Um, I can even narrow it down to the certain airline that that I want to travel. Um, or if I don't want to have any layovers, I can narrow it down to that. So it definitely allows me to be flexible and pick those different dates that are going to correspond with the better prices. Yeah. Well, and going back to what Carmen said about um, being prepared and planning ahead being, you know, the biggest thing um, with Google Flights and with a lot of those services, you can watch your flight. So yeah. if you're planning on traveling to an area during a certain time, you can give them a window. Um, and watch the flight so that you get notifications when the flight goes up or goes down, which is really important right now. And when it fits into our budget, we can do that. Or if we need to alter our plans, we were talking earlier, I'm planning a trip to uh, Disney in October, um, which costs money (laughs) and the flights might not be in my budget. So maybe driving uh, might be more realistic for me. So as I'm watching those flights kind of fluctuate, I can determine whether that's in my budget and whether I need to plan for a road trip or not. So much helpful information today. Thank you so much, Abby and Carmen, for being here and sharing everything that you've learned. Up next, I chat with our partners at Republic Airways to break down the impact of inflation on airline travel. Republic Airways was founded almost 50 years ago, is headquartered in Indianapolis, and operates flights every day. Today, we have with us Tara Kim, Republic's Managing Director of Finance, to touch on the trends they're seeing with air travel and the impacts of inflation. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Um, I know that travel has been drastically impacted over the last few years. What trends are you seeing at Republic with travel? Well, today we are seeing demands at an all-time high level, exceeding what we had pre-pandemic in 2019. However, the problem that we are having is staffing related, and it's keeping the regional us and our regional airline peers from being able to meet that demand and to be able to staff the flights that everyone is trying to take. So what I'm understanding is that more people are wanting to travel today than they did in 2019, say before pandemic. But the airlines are having a tougher time meeting that need of how many people want to travel. Correct. Our staffing levels in the crew, pilots and flight attendants, is at a lower level than it was pre-pandemic. 
And so in order to meet the demand, we have to have a certain number of pilots and flight attendants to staff those flights. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that airports are crazy right now. They're, there's, they're always full. Security seems um, to be backed out the door. So people are there and maybe wanting to make up for some lost travel that they didn't experience over the last couple ones. Sure. Travel during the pandemic was obviously minimized and really just emergency travel. Very little business travel and almost no leisure travel. Some of the restrictions were lifted with the pandemic. Everybody missed traveling. Everybody wanted to fly. We saw increases last summer, but not at the, even at the level that we are now. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I know the consumer price index um, says that airline tickets are up um, almost 25% overall. In April alone in 2022, they spiked 18.6%. Um, so what do you think is contributing to that, that increase in that inflation we're seeing in airline costs? It's a simple formula of supply and demand. There is not enough staff out there to fly the demand that we're seeing. So that is causing the flights to increase in cost. That makes perfect sense. To hear more from our partners at Republic on inflation in the airline industry, contributing factors, and what you can expect with airline travel, queue up our next episode. It's a bonus episode covering all of that and more. Thank you for joining us on Better Money with Elements Financial as we talked about navigating travel inflation. We hope you were able to take something away from this to help make your money better. Find more episodes at elements.org slash better money on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review. As always, reach out to us at bettermoney at elements.org with questions. Happy travels. Happy travels.